When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Hopefully, you can hear me. Uh, I've, I'm experimenting with a new uh, software streaming tool, um, and we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, I'm a little bit worried that no one can hear me, but we'll find out in a second. How are you, Neil? Not too bad, thank you, Az. Yeah, it's like when managers try different formations in pre-season and then different personnel. Tried a few different things out technology-wise today. It's guaranteed to go wrong. It's exactly like that. I thought pre-season <laughs> is a good time to test, but you know it might not be. Um, good sound says Bis Rocco. So oh, that's fantastic! That was good. a problem for most of last year, wasn't it? With me, <laughs> I'm just going to give it two seconds just to make sure people can hear you. Uh, yeah. we, we kind of play on, on catch up a little bit, and as long as they can hear you, then uh, we're good to go. Yep, I think we're fine. Right, cool. So we've fantastic. had some. We've had some prices, which is nice. We've had, obviously, the, the big ones. We've had uh, Son and Kane coming in. Uh, we've had some interesting ones um, from Leicester as well, some cheapies. And then we've had some Bournemouth prices, uh, which we're going to go straight into now. Because why start with the most exciting ones, Neil, when you can start with uh, Bournemouth? Here they are <laughs> on the screen. Uh, we've got Solanke coming in as 6 million forward. Uh, Travers, the goalkeeper, 4.5. And Zamora, the 4.5. They were the three they led with. What's your thoughts on those? Yeah. Well, funnily enough, Bournemouth were the team I covered uh, in our promoted series earlier this summer, so I know a little bit about them. I'm not going to profess to be an expert, but I did watch a hell of a lot of uh, highlights from last season and read probably more articles on Bournemouth than I read on Newcastle in the last 12 months, which says something. <laughs> um, Don't you love FPL? So, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that I've spent, I must have spent about two days researching and writing those articles. It was three articles, each about 2,000 words in length. And really, with the pricing, and we don't really need anybody like Billin or Christie or Zamura because we've got such bargains from yeah. the big six. So anyway, that was a wasted enterprise. But I can tell you a bit about Bournemouth. Um, Solanke's obviously the headline grabber, I think. Uh, six million, that's half a million cheaper than Mitrovic. Um, and you aren't getting many starting forwards for that elsewhere. I think Mateta and Edward, we'll come on to those later, um, are five and a half million, but they've got their own caveats with game time. Solanke is probably going to start every week, you would think. Parker absolutely loves him. and We've talked him up all season. Um, I know we've seen him before. 
uh, when Bournemouth got relegated and he was a bit of a laughing stock because I think he went mm. was it 39 games without scoring. He was poor. Every um, time I saw him, he was poor. He was, yeah, and it, it, it wasn't just a, a, a bad luck story. He did, didn't look the part. Two years older now, of course, and, and coming into the league off the back of a 29-goal season, that was easily forgotten about with Mitrovic because Mitrovic broke uh, a lot of records. I think he scored 43 last season in the Championship. Uh, Solanke scored 29, and that mm. hasn't been beaten by many... Uh, second-tier strikers in a long time. Tony did it last season. Um, but beyond that, there hasn't been uh, barely any in the last decade. So that's not a, um, an inconsiderable figure. Um, my concern with Bournemouth is the manager, Scott Parker. And whereas Marco Silva is a big gun-ho, and I think we'll see a different Mitrovic this time, Parker is um, renowned for sort of tippy-tappy possession football. And we saw last time I think Fulham broke a record under Parker for the least home goal scored in a season um, when they got relegated last time out. So I am... Oh, oh, oh this isn't my fault. I'm mighty concerned about that. Um, what's that? <laughs> you're, you're cutting in and out, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. There we go. It starts already. Um, I don't know how much of that you heard. It, Long story short, uh, the, yeah, I've got reservations about um, Parker's mindset um, rather mm. than the players themselves. I, I must admit, I'll, I'd be looking elsewhere. Um, anyone of note who's, who's attacking-wise, we, we had hopes that they might get a, a cheeky five million for billing, maybe. Um, but anyone who's attacking midfield is five and a half million, and that's probably too much, I think, um, based on what Bournemouth did last season. Billing was... It's not the billing we've seen before at Huddersfield or Bournemouth where he was uh, more of a number six. Now he's playing uh, almost behind Solanke as a second striker, mm. getting forward a lot from, much like Fernandez does at United, so ostensibly a central midfielder, but very much getting into that number 10 slot. Scored 10, assisted 10 last season. Obviously, there's the championship tax to pay when you come up to the top flight, but five and a half million. I think if he was five, he would have been a nice sort of um, cheeky bargain fifth midfielder. Um, but their fixtures are, are stinking as well at the start. So my general thoughts are um, probably avoid a whole lot of them. Yeah. Solanke perhaps comes yeah. into the thinking when the fixtures ease because he's he's going to start every game. He takes penalties, um, so he could get maybe double figures, ten or eleven um, throughout the season. Um, but that would be that would be it, I think. I mean, it's, it's a good point what you make about the the, the defenders because we sometimes look at kind of attacking defenders from promoted sides. You know, Ailing was really popular last season for example at 4.5 and you know even players like you know Ben White he was like the kind of oh he's like a top player who's who's now 4.5 but there's so many now isn't there so many kind of players yeah. from good sides that the promoted yeah. defenders are just going to be completely ignored and it's a, yeah. It, yeah it's a bit of a shame. And, then, and then you look at some of the midfielders as well and, and like players like I'm complaining about Romeo for example moving up to yeah. what five million so the pricing's been a bit strange with, with, with some of these things um yeah, Binge and see the full the full list. Yeah, they're, they're trying to make you go. They're obviously I, I can kind of appreciate what they're doing to an extent because they're trying to make open the game up a little bit. So they're, they're going to make you consider more about premium goalkeepers. And they've made we'll come on to Leicester later on. But as you alluded to there, the four and a half million defender pool is no longer the um, sort of the, the home of rubbish defences. Yeah. I mean, there's some mediocre ones there, but there's some genuinely sort of exciting attacking 
wing backs slash full backs within that pool as we discussed with Leicester. So as you say, why why take the risk on a Zamora? It's got his own. He's, he's quite offensive minded, but um, and I do think Bournemouth are, are going <laughs> to. Freezing in some great great poses, Neil. Obviously, when you have a defence with likes of Pereira at four and a half million as well. Oh, you're back. You're back. What, what what's happened? What's happened? I, you know, I've, I've I, shut everything down. I leave I leave you for a few weeks. Everything's working perfectly. And now it's all it's all gone it's all gone tits up again. <laughs> I do not know what's happening. I'm I'm in the usual place. I'm in I'm I've got loads of tabs open. I do not know what's no. You're not too problem. bad. It's just when when you really get into a really key bit of analysis, that's when it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> when really you forget we doing like a zoom, like a pretend zoom freeze, like but. Uh, at least yeah. it's Bournemouth where I'm cutting it. Exactly, yeah. At least it's Bournemouth. I mean, let's move over to to the, to the big one that was that was today, which was Spurs. Uh, obviously, big kind of question marks around where Son was going to be classified, where Perisic was going to be classified as well. I say big, big talk about Son. You were never, you were never swayed to say he was going to be anything other than a, a midfielder. What do you think <laughs> about the twelve million price tag though for him? It's is point five more than Kane. It's a lot of money, isn't it? It is. It's, I mean, it's probably right based on his achievements last season. If you look at it, he was very, very close to getting the Salah's total. Um, what was it? 33 attacking returns, something like that. 258 points. So really, based on that, he should he should be that price. Um, but we've been so accustomed to having Son as a bit of a, a, a bargain premium. He's always been around over 10, nine mm. and a half, and was, was undervalued at that, let's be honest. And now I think it's finally caught up with him. Uh, my instinct is that's probably probably too much initially, I think, um, given the fixtures. And t- Spurs fixtures aren't bad by any stretch. Certainly in the first six game weeks, there's maybe two or three captaincy candidates there. Um, but the fact that Kane's out a little bit cheaper and you could feasibly swap between Kane and Haaland. I know it's dangerous to book a book a transfer in earlier on, but um, Kane at 11.5 million, the same as Haaland. You've got Kane in for, what was that, a game one match against Southampton? Yep. While yeah. City are away at West Ham. And then you get in Haaland for, for Bournemouth at home. That would be my initial thought. I mean, I haven't put together a squad yet, but um, the, the thing with Son and Salah is that there are both cheaper alternatives at eight. And neither of them you could call sort of convincing coverage because as good as Kulusevski did, and I think he's he's a better alternative than Diaz than, than Salah. Um, he was still I had an analysis of this. Kulusevski since his full debut, which was in game twenty six, he was the fourth high scorer in the Premier League, which was mm. um, really good for FPL points. But he was still about um, fifty odd or fifty points or so behind Son. So you're obviously sacrificing that. Not that I think Son will hit those heights necessarily straight away. Um, but my, I, I think my first draft will be sunless. Uh, I, th- I think it has to be right. I mean, you, there's no way you can. Yeah. There's no way you can fit in Salah, Haaland <clears throat> and Son <clears throat> as well. I think no, if, if if it was, I mean, you got Son as well. I mean, there's more subs. He was getting subbed off early anyway. Richarlison's yeah. come in mm-hmm. now. I I would probably yeah. buy Son um, below Kane. I mean, looking at the Fantasy Scout um, members area. So I've been, I've been showing off some of the comparison tools for, for kind of decisions like this. I think Kane and Son is obviously a big one and that people are going to have. I mean, looking at the expected metrics for last season, 
Kane is is superior to Son across a lot of the metrics. He's for XG, um, XG non-penalty, not a huge amount in it, but Kane is, is still superior. Um, expected assists, interestingly, Son's higher. But I mean, the key ones, like minutes per XGI, Kane's superior. So in, yeah. in general, in terms of expected goal involvement, Kane is Kane kind of underperformed and, and Son just massively overdelivered, which he always does, to be fair. Yeah. Son is consistently overperforming on these. But if that was a bit of a blip season for, for Kane and that you could argue could be Son's absolute peak. I yeah. I just, I, I found it a bit strange that they've gone so high on Son and, and, and moved Kane down so much. Well, they're very, they're very reactive, FPL. They're, they're not really forward thinking. They never, they never predict where a player is going to start. The positions, for example, are always based on what a player's mm. done in the previous season, or mostly. Um, so, for example, uh, I think of an example. Um, Who's changed this season? Uh, St. Maximum's gone back to being a midfielder. Jota, up to forward. Jota, yeah, Jota's, yeah, Jota's going to be forward. And that is all based on, on team sheets. So it's nothing to do with heat maps. It's nothing to do with penalty box touches or how close they get to, say, Sun gets to Kane. It's all about with FPL. Rightly or wrongly, you might disagree with it, but their policy on positions is starting positions on a team sheet. Mm. And on the face of it, Sun starts on the left. And obviously, he doesn't play there. He, he, he gets sent all these in around Kane, but um, yeah, with, yeah, with Spurs is uh, and with Son is that Kane, as you said, there had his worst start by a, a considerable margin. I think the first eight, uh, 17 game weeks, one goal and one assist. And if you look at his underlying stats, I see he's generally an overperform as well in terms of XG, mm. and he, he struggled on that front. His, his so biggest problem was conversion. That that was the biggest dip he had from yeah, from, from all of strangely. all of his stats. Which yeah, is, which is strange. Yeah, <clears throat> and obviously you just take a high proportion of shots from distance, uh, Kian, which was which, which affects that um, a bit because he, he just sort of chances his arm from twenty five yards now and again. But yeah, his numbers were his conversion rate and his his xG um, over performance were were down on what we'd usually expect for him. So you would think Kian would improve next season, and you've got the. The sideways move to Haaland, um, which you could do frequently. Whereas Son, you couldn't go Son and then go straight and then rectify your mistake and go Salah easily because that's another million. Yep. Um, De Bruyne, yes, De Bruyne, De Bruyne there. Yeah, you have. You've got De Bruyne there. And you could you could argue the toss over. Um, De Bruyne is probably a more secure starter than Haaland, I would think, when the substitutions kick in in the Champions League. So, um, lots to be thought, thought about, but my initial instinct is that I. Unfortunately, and I love Son, he's one of my favourite FPL players of all time, uh, is that he's probably just a bit too pricey. But there'll be times when we, when we definitely turn to him, mm. even at our price. Yeah, and no penalties as well, obviously, which, which Kane yeah. has. Which, yeah. I mean, that's, it's the same with De Bruyne, 12 million for a player with no penalties. You're, you know, you're expecting a lot from open play. I worry about Son's, yeah. Son's minutes more. Yeah, I, he'll be a factor for us, but I, I think there's not going to be... I mean, you, you can't build a, a, a team with three of them, so... It's going to yeah. be people sacrificing one of one of Harland or Salah to go with one of these Spurs players and, and probably making the switch in game two, like you said. Um, yeah. What about Perisic though? Perisic coming in as a defender, five point five million. That's got to mm-hmm. be one of the bargains of of the of the season so far, isn't it? On paper, it is. On I, paper. I, as soon yeah. as he signed, yeah. On, on as soon as he signed, I thought this is excellent. This I, I can't wait to see him. I hope he's a defender. He is. I hope he's five point five. He is. So that's great. And when he's on the pitch, I expect he'll do he'll do things. But um, unfortunately, he might not be on the pitch all that much. There's a there's a great community article 
from uh, Wilco, I can't remember his, his full moniker, but he did a piece on uh, Conte at Inter, and it was how he handled his wing-backs um, when he was in Italy in the season when uh, Serie A clubs were allowed to use five substitutions. So that was interesting read. Mm. And Peris- Perisic, I think, lasted uh, 60 minutes or more in just half of his games. So he's not eligible for clean sheet points <laughs> half the time he turns out. Now, the caveat to that is 32 appearances, only 20 were from the start. So um, I think he got taken off before 60 minutes in, in four of those 20. And the other 12 were substitute appearances. But then again, that has to be factored in too because you still get points for a substitute appearance in FPL. You can't mm. you get an auto sub in for that. You're going to get one pointer. So um, I'm, I'm increasingly turning off Spurs wing-backs because Conte was, was already quite prolific with his changes in that department last season. Um, I think I, I did a lot of on this myself. So Sessignon, Dottardy, um, Region and Emerson. They were substituted off on a combined 29 occasions in 55 appearances between them. So that's like a wing-back substitution every game, at least. Um, and there weren't too many pre-60 minutes. I think there was about seven or eight, seven in total. Four were injury-enforced. But Spurs now have got the addition of Champions League football as well. So that is, you know, whereas last season... They had a clean run of it in the in the running, and then they were playing what um, Europa League football before that. Second strings fielded in that competition. They're going to be putting out full strength teams in the Champions League, you would think. Um, so you're going to see more minute management, more substitutions, more rotation between games from Conte, I think. And I have no doubt that when Perisic is on the pitch, he will he can really rack up the points, but he is going to be off the pitch quite a bit, I think, as well. And um, that was my my increasing thought is that I'll probably start the season without him. You were right in party pooper, uh, aren't you? Know. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited about Paris. Yeah. And now I'm just I'm now I'm all I, deflated and flat. I am sorry. Yeah, that's my job. My job is to um is to be half the class the glass half full character <laughs> and give you reasons why not. I think I, I probably only recommended about two players in my four I know. years yeah. here in FPL. Yeah. <laughs> the other I one's know. like, well, you better be careful with this lad. Yeah. I mean, is there anyone? So, yeah. Any any other Spurs? I mean, Kulusevski's coming at eight. I think that's Kulusevski, quite, quite a lot, but yeah. did well last it week. It is. He did. I mean, uh, as I said, you can't really look to him as, as cover per se for Sun because Sun was so far ahead of everyone else. But in, on his own right, you know, fourth highest points total from game week 26 onwards is is pretty decent. Mm. Um, Richarlison at least isn't a direct competitor in terms of position. Richarlison's going to be left or he's going to be through the middle. Relief for Kane and Son. Now Son, of course, could come over to the right. But um, yeah, eight millions. Unfortunately, eight million doesn't guarantee you starts for uh, most of the big clubs anyway. So you're going to get rotation with Foden at eight million, maybe even Saka now. With uh, Arsenal, got you know they've got um, Jesus in who can play on the right. Uh, they were going in for Rafinha. I'm not sure that will materialise now. Hmm. So yeah, I mean you're going to have to expect. I think not just for Spurs, not just with Kulusevski, quite a lot of rotation because the schedule is very packed in between now and game week 16 when the World Cup starts. Uh, most clubs are playing twice a week during that period, so uh, maybe we we place less emphasis on rotation risks. Um, than we usually would because mm. it is going to happen on a widespread basis. And yeah, Kulusevski's on the watch list. I'm not sure if I will start the season with him yet, but he'd be uh, he's he's on a, a monitor list for me in pre-season. See how he does. Um, 
Yeah, Larissa is disappointing. That's five and a half. Yeah, he, he I thought with Mendy at five, Tyson. he'd come in at five. Aye, mm. that would have been that would have been interesting. Nice. They've got they've got some players at five. Doherty's one to watch if if Spence doesn't come in. You know, if they don't reinforce their options at right wing back, um, could you swallow the, the rotation a bit more for, for, for five million than five and a half with Perisic? At least Doherty's a bit younger than Perisic as well. Yeah, I think I think Perisic is thirty three, um, and that's going to count against him. You'd think so. Yeah, there's there's names. Um, monitoring, but I don't think there's any Spurs players who are definitely, definitely in my team for game week one. Whereas uh, there are other players elsewhere. I think Spurs, well. Spurs are the interesting one for game week one because I think they're the kind of they're the differential type players. Yeah. I mean, they've got the really good game week one game, but there's almost yeah. risks of all. If you go for Kane, you're probably not going to have Haaland. If you go for Son, you're probably not going to have one of Salah or, or Haaland and not have an easy yeah. move through to him. If you go for Kulusevski, you've got the rotation. Yeah, you know, there's there's kind of they could all do yeah. well, but there is also caveats with them. So. Yeah. I'm expecting to see some teams with Spurs players in, but then there have to be sacrifices. And yeah, I wonder how many yeah. people actually take the risk and, and start with them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Um, let's talk about Leicester next. So Leicester have yeah. got some really interesting prices. I mean, let's talk about Madison yeah. first. I mean, he's come in at eight, which is a, a, his most expensive he's he's been. Again, yeah. there's a lot of eight million midfielders now. You know, we've got, well, Bowen was a bit yeah. more, wasn't he? Eight, five. But then you've got like Kulusevski, yeah. we've got Foden and Mares. Um, you know, plenty of options around around that kind of bracket. A bit too much. I love Madison, but that that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for him with with poor fixtures to start. It is one good thing you got about Leicester is that they're not in Europe this year, mm. so that's that's a, a benefit. Um, we've seen them juggling. Uh, not so much Vardy, who was always rested for Europe anyway in the in the first half of the season, but we did see Madison and Barnes getting time in Europe uh, last year a lot, and they won't have that now. And yes, there are. I think there are a couple of midweek game weeks between one and sixteen, but mostly they'll have seven days rest in between games, which is good. And that's what what's what I like about Leicester this season. I do worry that they've, they've kind of stagnated in terms of um, squad strength. Mm. They're not really reinforced much lately. Um, hopefully, they'll go out and splash a bit of cash. But Madison, uh, I was re- I was writing this today in, in the um, in the live blog. He in his final twenty three appearances. He got 22 attacking returns. And not all of those appearances were from the start either. Uh, when he did start, 7.4 points per yeah. match. In, in those, and that's 23 games. That's not a, that's not a small sample size. That's mm. 23 matches. That's that's pretty good. More than pretty good. Um, as you see, the fixtures aren't great. Um, I think they turned good from... They've got two decent home matches in one and three. But then within amongst that, there's, there's uh, Arsenal, Chelsea and United. I think from game week is it six? It's decent ish. Mm. Oh no, game week game week eight. Sorry, so they've got Forest at home, then they play Bournemouth, Palace, Leeds, and Wolves. So I mean that's nice. That would be what. That's nice. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, and that takes you sort of through the autumn period. Um, that's immediately after the international break, I think, as well. So that's if you are playing your wild card in game week nine. I don't know if this is thinking far ahead, um, but that's the one and only international break between now and the World Cup. So there's only one. And that's between game weeks eight and nine. And game week nine is when Leicester's fixtures turn for the better. So you might see some wild cards played there. Um, 
and that's when I'd be thinking about Leicester assets. And yeah. as you're about to discuss, I'm sure it won't just be Madison. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk. We'll come on to Barnes and Vardy in a second. But I mean, looking at the defenders coming in and even some of the forwards. Yeah. I mean, Schmeichel's coming at five, which is a kind of about right what we expected. But yeah. then you've got Fafana, Justin, and Ricardo. Ricardo yeah. was six million a couple of seasons ago, <laughs> all at four point yeah. five. I mean, God, I mean they are that they scream to me. You know, I mean, I'm debating five at the back, but you could almost go. You could go five at the back with one of them. You could. I mean, if and, and if four and a half, if you are going, if you're going to say four four two, which is what I might do at the season start mm. with four premium defenders and have a fifth bargain one, then you've got Pereira to come in um, for what? Gimmicks one three and possibly six if you needed him. Uh, obviously, we'll have to see what happens in pre-season, whether he is uh, a nailed prospect because they've got Castagna as well. Let's not forget about him. And they've got, uh, obviously, Justin, who's the same price. Justin might end up being the more more nailed one. Justin, Justin but, I like the most, I think, because he, he's competing for yeah. the World Cup spot as well, isn't he? He's yeah. he's kind of right on the fringes, but he's a good enough player to, to break in for the good start. He's a sort of destitute destitute man's Reese James and the fact that he can play as a right-sided centre-half. <laughs> um, and also uh, uh, as a wing-back as well, or as an orthodox full-back. So he's got that versatility where he can, he can make... Uh, I think Rodgers really likes him, really positions. rates him. So he'll, yeah, he he'll, he'll find yeah. somewhere to slot him in, I think. Yeah. Mm. Pereira's got a, a sort of patchy injury record as well, um, where he's been in and out the side. Justin had that long-term one, but it was, it was you know, that could happen to anybody, that long-term injury. Whereas Pereira's getting them niggly little week-to-week muscle injury. That would be me one caveat with Pereira. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago, I think on his debut season, 10 attacking returns, 10 mm. clean sheets. Yeah. He was, a, he was a star when he first arrived. So uh, he is very much on my monitor list for that game week nine fixture turn. Um, and I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense because uh, Christensen, who's uh, leads his new fullback, who's got a reputation for goal scoring... Um, he scored a lot, but it was in Austria, mm. and he comes in at five. And Leeds have got a yeah, yeah, a pretty poor backline. I know Leicester. Leicester the thing with Leicester is they kept only seven clean sheets last season, which was one of the worst tallies in the division. But they had so many injuries. Evans was out for a while. Fafana was out for ages. That's their two best centre halves. Justin was out for a long time. Again, one of the best fullbacks. Pereira kept going in and out. Indeed, he was out for a long time. The shield in front of the back four. So I think they'll they'll improve a lot this season. I'm not expecting them to crack the, the top seven necessarily again, but I think they'll improve on uh, the clean sheet front. Yep. And and um, it's good for Vardy as well. He gets a full week between games, about the nine and a half million. Still scored 15 goals last season, just 20 starts he made, so he's he's still doing it. Um, and he's kind of at that, if you are going three premiums, he's kind of at that affordable third premium price. You know, nine Would and you go from is... over like Jesus though? Well, that's the thing. I think if the fixtures are right, and he and Vardy, who was traditionally a, a, um, a big six player, he's now a flat track bully. If you look at his date over the last two seasons, um, I would target him for, for smaller fixture runs, I think. If cash isn't an option, which it doesn't seem to be at the moment with some generous pricing for likes of Trent and mm. um, uh, Cancelo and, and James and Chilwell. So um, he might be affordable come game week nine, but we'll, we'll see. Because his his kind of competition are, are reasonably nice as well. I mean, Dak has fallen to six million. Um, Inacho's yeah. there at six five. I mean, Inacho. Yep. I always think he would should 
be wanting to move. Uh, disappointing last season after he was so good towards the back end of the season before and then sort of barely trusted last season. I think I'm just desperate for him to sign for Brighton, even though I can't actually see it because he's, he's, he's better than us. Um, but you've got to think, you know, Vardy's getting on a bit if, he's, if he gets another injury or something like that. And, and yeah. we'll see one of Dakar or Iheanacho really emerge. That's that kind of 6-6-5 six, six, slot sewn up, really, isn't it? Didn't see it last season, but could, could happen this year. Yeah, the, the, the unfortunate thing was when Dark Vardy got injured last season, they kind of shared a bit of game time between them, Dakar and Iheanacho, because um, Rogers likes his one up front, mm. the 4-2-3-1. Um, we did see for a while, I think it was, was it Dakar in Europe and then Iheanacho in the Premier League or vice versa? I can't remember which way around it was. Um, but your worry, even with Vardy injured, is that one of them's going to start and the other one isn't. Yeah. Um, so I'd still probably steer clear of those two, even if Vardy gets injured. Yep, and the the final player I mentioned is is Barnes. Um, he, did he start yeah. at seven or was he six five? He was seven last season. And he, seven? Yeah, he stayed the same. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, again, decent decent end. Seventeen attack and returns um, from game week eleven onwards, and he only made seventeen starts in that time. So the thing with him is it's is a frustrating game playing to own. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's it's he's the he's the sacrificial lamb whenever Rogers changes Absolutely. shape. If they go two up top, they lose Barnes lose their width, whereas Madison can sort of fit between uh, uh, some different positions to depend on the formation. So yeah, I still prefer Madison, even with a, a million extra. Yep. Good. Um, okay, Palace. I don't have any fancy graphics for Palace. I, yeah. did, did they do a... They didn't do a video, did they? they didn't. I, did, <laughs> I, I was looking for it. I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. So all I've got is this really boring uh, grey and white text um, on yeah. there. Uh, Great is coming at 4-5, so another kind of budget keeper for us. He had one of the yeah. best points per minutes um, of, of goalkeepers, uh, along with Raya um, as well. So I think a lot of people are, are looking at Mendy at 5, but I still think there's value in, in a lot of these 4.5 um, goalkeepers, defenders, again, all priced at 4.5. We got another 4 million in, in Tompkins, but not guessing he's going to, he's going to start for them. Um, yeah. and then we've got some other bargains. I mean, look at, look at Eze and, and Elise at, at five, five, some more good options. Yeah. Bucket. Yeah. Some generous pricing. Uh, I mean, for starters, you're not going to be anywhere near Palace assets and probably until game week nine, maybe even beyond that at 10, I think it is actually. But they've got in the first nine game weeks, they've got Arsenal, Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea, yeah. and then four kind of mid table teams from last season. So Newcastle were improved, Villa spending big, Brentford and Brighton. So they don't meet any promoted club until game week 16, Palace. So wow. they've, they've got, uh, yeah, their fixtures are poor. Uh, now I do, I do like Palace, and I think uh, I'll be looking at their defensive assets, maybe. When the fixtures improve, more as a fifth defender, I think, mm. um, than a starter, because there's too much value in the premiums. But they, they did have a good record defensively last season. They were, I think, fifth for uh, clean sheet, no, sixth for clean sheet, sorry, and fifth for best expected goal conceded. Yeah. So they they are a, a solid defensive team, and you know the back four is probably going to be the same week in week out. So um, uh, Anderson's four point five, Mitchell's four point five. And they're sort of safe punts, albeit not offering any sort of t- attacking. That's the threat. issue, right? With so many defenders yeah. offering attacking potential yeah. at four point five, even at, yeah. you know, even with like Pereira and Tommy Asu at four point five, yes, yeah. it's still going to be hard to to justify a spot for a Palace defender. It is, it is a hard sell. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got to think. I mean, the thing is with, with the budget defenders is you you still got to focus on the bread and butter. I think a lot of the time we we forget about clean sheets. I 
think when we're looking at um it's fair enough as premium defenders because you know they're getting so many that it's it's such a consideration but really when you're looking at four and a half infielders and i know Pereira's there um but players you might target you know like sort of a dunk or something for a um you know they get four goals a season that's like one every nine or ten game week so mm. really the bulk of their points still come from clean sheets um and i do trust palace's bat line more than most of the mid-table teams so they, they've got their merits um the problem with the goalkeeper is you're not quite sure if johnson's going to be coming in and, and take over from guaita we'll see what happens there and i wouldn't go anywhere near anyone further forward to be honest even though they are generously priced it's just too much of a um crapshoot with Vieira in yeah. terms of who's going to start and next season five subs um midweek game weeks i i'm not just going to not go anywhere near them because as, as promising as some of those players are and Alicia definitely is as he looked good as well towards the end of last season Mateta when he when he strings together some starts can grab a goal but th- there's just too much outside of Zaha who is nailed mm. there's just too much um minute risk and what you need from players at that price is uh, appearance points if they need to be for all sub duties and you kind of guarantee that yep uh, quite a few people in the chat asking how much Nathan Ferguson's going to be <laughs> up, up to up to five based million, his, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Based on the well, based on his track record in the last two years, he should be three point five. But uh, <laughs> um, I suspect they're going to look uh, probably. It'll be four and a half, I think, because he is <laughs> probably their first choice right back, or was intended to be their first choice right back, and has never has never started a game. Um, but they've got you know, Ward and Klein who are, who are they seem like makeshift options who've become regulars because of Ferguson's injury record. I think that was the idea when he moved that he would be taking over right back spot. So can't wait to talk about um, it every week on, on team news. I miss it. <laughs> I miss it. Funnily enough, uh Palace were in pre season action on Saturday and guess he wasn't involved. No really. Oh, yeah, no, bless him. He doesn't exist. Yeah. We we go through this. He's he's just he's just a myth of, of FPL. I I remember we looked it up once and he, he did actually play like 12 minutes in the league or something. And we were just like... He did. Completely eluded really... my attention. Yeah. He was up again after that. <laughs> in the treatment room. Poor lad. Yeah, I know. I, I do want to see him. I mean, all the all the reports are that he's a he's a really good player, really talented. Yeah. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, hopefully he can put the injuries behind him. Um, final team then. And that is Everton. Oh, some... Yeah, one particularly interesting price here. And by interesting, I mean disappointing uh, price, which... Yeah is Calvert-Lewin. I, I can't believe they've priced Calvert-Lewin at, at 8 million. I think that just, you know, it's with all these fullbacks and wing, wingbacks and Trent at 7-5 and Cancelo and, you know, all these, all yeah. the money going defence, you've surely got to make the strikers more attractive when they're struggling so much. And Bamford coming in at 7-5, Calvert-Lewin at 8. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of money. No, just no one's going to go there, are they? I don't think so. I think even, even if you are going to go for a mid-price forward, then there's probably better ones out there than Calvert Lewin. I think initially, I think there's mm. you could argue Wilson maybe, Newcastle Bolson that the team and they're going to be more attacking next season. Um, obviously Tony seven million. They've got really good fixtures Brentford, and then you've got Mitrovic at six and a half. So Calvert Lewin at eight. I think in favour his favour, he's going to be back on pens probably because Richarlison's naffed off to Spurs. Yep. So he's going to be he's going to be back on pens. Um, but I I think they're going to struggle again this year, Evan and. As as good a sign as Tarkovsky is, I think they are they are short about five or six players really for for, for mounting another mid table sort of top off finish. They they're well down on on quality players. Um, 
so I think they'll struggle again, and I'm, I'll not be going anywhere near them. Uh, the, the sort of prices elsewhere are, they're initially quite appealing. You think, oh, yeah, that's that's decent. And then really, when you get the gimmick one, you, they're not going to be anywhere near your thoughts. No, because you look reality. at like Gordon, 5-5, five, um, five, Deli Alley. You yeah. think, oh, five, five. Imagine five saying 5-5 five, five for Deli yeah. Alley like three or four years ago. It would have been unheard of. But you're still not going to risk using a midfield no. spot on one of those two. And like 5.5, there's some good options in, in the mids. Like we've talked about Neto at, at Wolves. He's down yeah. to 5-5. Five, five. Visser at Brentford. I don't know, Gordon could be could be a factor because I think you know he had a, obviously had a, had a broke into the team last year. Good young player, yeah. got set pieces. Could be an option for us, but not not at the start of the season. I don't think. No, no, the, the fixtures aren't in the first seven. I think they've got they've got Chelsea first up for starters, and then they've got um, Liverpool, Arsenal, in game week six and seven. So mm. and then Villarreal in game week two. So I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be touching them. Gordon, as you say, is as at the moment they're probably the pick of that bunch. Um, partly because Lampard loves him. He's, he's kind of the new mount, isn't he? Um, but I was just looking at his figures now when I was writing this this live blog, and he made more starts than, than anyone under Lampard who's who's still there. Richarlison's obviously gone, um, and he and he was joint top four attacking returns outside of Richarlison. And do you know how many attacking returns he got under Lampard? Four out of um, eighteen appearances. So uh, well, it's I, not great. I, it's, I, it's good for a four point five, but it's it's five and a half million. Um, I'll I'll not be bothering with him. I don't think. I I I bought him in. Um, I think before Burnley, and he got an assist, and then he scored against United, and I benched him. That was in game week thirty-two, and then he yeah. didn't get a single attacking return from game week thirty-two to thirty-eight. So yeah, he was really he was really disappointing. He's, he's on set players, um, which is one good thing for him. But it, 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 he's. I think even Everton fans were saying he's, he's kind of he's playing too much now. You know, he, yeah. he's a promising young winger. He's just there was too much problem. And by the end of the season, I think his performances were suffering. We saw him get hooked a few times. Um, so yeah, he's he's a he's a prospect, but he'll not be he'll not be covering no. my squad or anybody else's. I think come give me one. And and defense, you feel the same. I mean, we've got Coleman and Tokoski and Mikalenko all at four point five. I mean, Pickford's an interesting yeah. one at, at four five. That's, yeah. he's, he's come down quite a bit. Another four point five yeah, option have... for us to consider. Make saves. Then yeah. they get to struggle. I, mean, have... I don't mind Pickford at four. I think it's a good price for him. They had to do it really because at five nobody would have looked. No. Um, five clean sheets in I think eighteen games under Lampard. That's not too bad. Uh, stretched out the course of a season. That's that's like double figures. So that's that's not too bad. Um, and we saw him go with a, a wing-back system towards the season's end. So his, his first priority was defensive security. And he saw some results. And Tarkovsky is going to help with that, of course. So my my, my probably one to watch would be um, Mike Lengo, mm. because he is uh, a wing-back in that system. And he, we saw him getting forward a bit more. He's not he's not um, Rhys James by any stretch. Not even the destitute Rhys James. He's um, <laughs> probably destitute, less than that. Destitute but he did get... Rhys James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah, I was going to say something offensive there. I'm not going to say that. Um, he's he's uh, yeah, he's he's four point five for for a, a reason. Um, but uh, he will get forward on, in a wing back system more and get more goal scoring opportunities. And the hope would be that if Tarkowski's come aboard, then they might get more clean sheets as well. But it's there's too many ifs and hopes and maybes with Everton. I think um, at the moment. Um, for me to, to I feel like commit to them. out of everyone that we've talked about today the only players you like are Mikalenko and like a Palace defender and that's <laughs> I don't know how you're going to build a squad when the, when the game when the game rolls out in the next few days <laughs> yeah Salah Haaland De Bruyne yes, just, yeah. Anderson Gray and I'm all about Ricardo Gray's Pereira <laughs> oh and Pereira you did like Pereira yep 
Awesome. Um, that's it. I think we're up to date now. Um, we're expecting some more tomorrow. We genuinely don't know when the game is, is going to launch. It's got to be soon because they're going to run out of teams <laughs> and prices. Well, that's um, it. Forest's the last one, isn't it, tonight? Yeah. I think that's, that's the 20, all 20 done. So is it? Yeah, yeah. it's tomorrow. Yep. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, I would anticipate Wednesday. If it's not Wednesday, then something's gone really wrong, I think, and it could be <laughs> a couple of days before the season starts. Who like? Who knows? We literally, we literally have no idea. But yeah, I, I would, I would suggest it's going to be tomorrow um, or Wednesday at latest. Uh, Neil, thanks so much for joining me. It's been great. Looking forward to getting back to team news when the season starts. Um, thanks everyone for yep. watching. Head over to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. Have a look at Neil's articles. We've got the promoted articles that Neil put his heart and soul into, especially that Bournemouth. Bournemouth one, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, but loads of great things going on in there. We've got the transfers page. We've got um, loads of, of, of great stuff for anyone like, looking to build their teams over the next few days. So head over there. And we've also got uh, last season's membership prices locked in just for a few more days as well. So you can get the cheaper price until before it goes up. Anyway, thank you, everyone. And we will see you.